This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to another Cravings podcast with Pete Dillon online at joy.org.au forward slash cravings and live Saturdays from 1pm on Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Exploring all that's finest in food and beverage across Melbourne and Victoria. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and so much more. Dine in and enjoy the authentic sights and sounds of Ligon Street. Or order takeaway now via Deliveroo, Uber Eats or Fedora. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9663 6102. Visit laspaghettata.com.au or find them on Facebook. Welcome to Cravings. My name is Tad Lombardo, and uh, via satellite, we have Pete Dillon, uh, who is actually located in Noosa from the beach. How are you, Pete? I'm delightful. Thank you, Tad. It's a glorious day. Yeah, well, it's not here in Melbourne. It's 17 degrees and overcast. Um, I can hear the waves by Uh, you. Yeah, well, it's 29 degrees and uh, heading for a top of 33. Oh, okay. Sounds pretty hot. This is the first time we're doing this on the show, which is exciting, and um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a good show today. Today, um, we've got in the studio with me somebody who was the uh, the the inspiration and the brains behind the Omnom Dessert Bar at the Adelphi Hotel. He spent some time at the Langham Hotel. Um, has done four seasons of Master Chef, and my friend Christy Tanya. Welcome Hello. to the show, Christy. Hi, Ted. Glad to have to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. So, in the course of today, while we're going to be speaking in depth to Christy and getting her her story and and what's up happening next with her, um, we're also going to be talking about a um, a topic, a discussion that um, made its way into the um, GoodFood.com.au website this week, um, and saying uh, there was a study that was done about Australian. Uh, menus being too confusing, so we're going to um, put it out to uh, discuss this a bit further. But um, first up, Christy, again, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, we go back a bit, don't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, um, way, way when back. When we were like little. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> we, um, we, we actually met when we were on an artisan cart. Um, the Paran Market was going through major renovations, yes. so we were out in the market square in the cold wind rain trying to sell our wares. Yeah, you yeah. were selling like chocolates, and I was selling my um, um, desserts that I That's right. that I made on on as a commercial kitchen. Yeah. and it was raining. I remember the time it was really cold. Whenever after after rain, and yeah, it was just it was like four years. 
Yeah, it's about four years ago. Yeah, yeah you had long hair yeah. then. And, yeah, yeah, I had long hair then. I don't know why. I haven't gone to the crazy So did stuff. I. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and Pete, have you met, you've met hey, Christy, Christy before? Christy, I, I just... I have indeed. I just wanted uh, Christy to know that in her honour, just before the show, mm-hmm. I've had to do a bit of a tasting of a strawberry cheesecake donut. Oh, really? Have two for <laughs> me, please. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Well, no, Pete... no, I just... I had a tiny... Uh, Pete doesn't eat sugar. No, that's right. He's not a sweet tooth at all. So that's a big deal. Okay. No. Yeah. Oh, really? Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much. <laughs> well, it was it was a quarter a quarter of a donut. It wasn't a whole one. That counts. That counts. That counts. Yeah. The thought counts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some sugar. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Not particularly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But yeah, so Christy, you, I mean, we also have a, a bit more mm. in common too because we had a, a, a different career than to mm. what we both do now. Um, you know, your, your situation was you were with IBM as a consultant, is that yeah, right? Yes, so I started out, I, I actually graduated from business school. So then yeah. I went to IBM, I started as a business consultant and analyst, yeah. and I moved up to become project manager over there. And yeah, so it's quite completely different. And you were the youngest bound. project manager. I was the youngest there. female yeah, project female. Yeah. manager yeah. basically when I was when I was in Singapore yeah. when I was then. And yeah, but, um, I don't know what happened. I just basically I just dropped everything and I decided to become a chef. What was it? Was it anything specific, or was it just it's, a what was your aha moment? I've I've always I always loved to cook. I've always loved to bake, and I want to create like edible art basically. Yeah, and. Um, I always tell people it took my ex-boyfriend to propose to me my ex-boyfriend for six years to propose yeah. to me for me to realize that no, no, no I don't want to do this and um, I just like a spur of a moment told yeah. my parents that okay, I'm going to be back in six months I just need to go to France you know, to put myself out there and see if this is going to work and yeah. I basically fall in love completely with pastry when I was there and right. I decided that okay, this is going to be my calling and you're not from Singapore. You're originally from Jakarta. Yeah, right? I was originally yeah. from Indonesia, right. Jakarta. Yep. Yeah, and um, and then so you 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 hoofed it over to Paris and yes. um, slummed it there before you started school. Slummed is it that, there. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, um, I went to France uh, when I first came to France. It was not to Paris, so okay. it was like a little town called Isangeur. It was um, yeah. uh, around an hour and a half from Lyon, and okay. uh, I did study there for six months. And after that, I moved to Paris and I worked in Paris for around a year. Okay. So yeah, so that's um, slumming it up. It's like I don't mind slumming it up in Paris anytime. <laughs> yeah. It's like really amazing. Is an experience. And what a place to slum it up. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of like Noosa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Christy, um, I, I just want to take a step back. As you're talking about people that you, um, you know, you, you decided to make that career change. Mm. And I know, I think I've asked you this question as well before. Yep. Um, I don't know there's so much an aha moment, but, but where did the influence come from? Was that, Were there people that you looked to um, to go... Hey, this person is, is making a success out of um, desserts or chocolate. I can do that. I, I can think like that. I'm an artist like that. I'm a creative like that. Is there is there somebody that you? I don't want to say were inspired by because that's just so twee. But yeah. is there, is there a, somebody that you look to like a Janice Wong or is there a, none? You know, it's it's who, funny. Who's the person? Um, the, the the thing is, there was none. Like for me, is the the biggest push of why I want to do it is I'm scared of not living my life right you know I was so scared like what if I don't if, if I don't try this what am I missing you know I don't know so at that time I was just thinking that look I have skill and I you know I was project manager so worst come to worst I can always come back to this but if I don't try this I mm. 
owe myself above everyone else to to do this you know i owe yeah. myself that experience I, i owe myself the chance and yeah not necessarily looking at anyone i just want to give myself the best shot that i could, that I could but give. i think if anything it was that you know i mean your parents probably weren't too thrilled oh, that no. you were making that change so it's actually <laughs> overcoming a lot of that a lot side of, of I you know. I was talking to my cousin the other day, and I was telling him I don't know how I did that. Yeah, you know, like maybe it's the naivete when you were young. I'm talking young when I was I'm like I was 25, um, but I the naive the naivete or something. But I just basically jumped to it. You know, like it's more like I was so scared. That's why when when my my ex boyfriend proposed to me, I was so scared. Like no 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 no, I can't I can't. I need to do something. Was it a bit of a rebellion? You think? I Or a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's okay if it was. <laughs> no, it's probably it probably yeah. it's more like you know like okay the whole entire life I've been good girl you know yeah. like I went to really good um, high school went yep. to really good university got scholarship over there went to really good um, um, company you know yep. went to get get a really good corporate life so I was just like feeling that but there's always something in me that said like oh I want to do something else you know yeah. like I don't think that at that time I live in Singapore and I think like I don't think that I'm supposed to be here right. I'm supposed to do something else mm. you know and I want to learn new language and I just want to see new places have new friends and yep. yeah that's exactly what happened to me I think a lot of people wouldn't have acted on that though I, I think You know, going through, and even for myself, it was one yeah. of those things where I thought, "Well, I'm either going to do something about it or talk about it for the rest of my life," and I didn't want to do that. So, yeah, um, I think it's it's you know, the, the French have an expression for this. Yeah, what is it? Non, je ne regrette rien. I will have no regrets. That's it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, and it's important. Yeah. Are you sure it's the French or the Edith Piaf? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it is Edith Piaf, but she's singing in French. So <laughs> it's a, yeah. That's all right. Uh, it, it I, I will have no regrets. Um, yeah. Christy, you sort of there's something you touched on there that I've we've heard over cravings hmm. um, a number of times previously with people who have left the security of a, a mm. career in finance or, or mm. uh, a business or academia or, or whatever it may be and taken this leap into um, the world that we love so much into this world of hospitality mm -hmm. and I, I hear it and with, without wanting to sound like I'm, I'm at all racially, racially profiling anybody I hear it a lot from, from young Asian people who's, who have gone and studied business who have gone and sort of if you will fulfilled mm -hmm. the ideals mm -hmm. of their parents mm -hmm sort of created created the, the landing base if you will and gone on to do the creative stuff mm -hmm. been wildly successful and have never had to go back to that that, mm. that base you've created in the first place mm. um, is there a lot of pressure on, on you as a young woman in Asia and I say this quite broadly without again wanting to sound racial, racist um, to, to be successful yes I mean like just be It's, it's in Asia, right? Like you, you basically. Um, I, at least I'm speaking for myself, my family, and the people that I know around me. Is that you have a path? You know, you you go to a really good high school, you go to good college, you get a good degree, and then yeah. you go for work for like either financial institutions or big companies. Then you found someone, you got married, you settle down, you have kids, and that's it. You know, like, uh, and that's pretty much the normal way. How very romantic. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, that's a normal way. It's a family structure that's imposed it's, on yeah, you because it's, of yeah. the culture, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It is. But, I mean, like, you see a lot of people start to struggle and want yep. to have, like, you know, something different. And that's basically 
that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened to me. And um, not necessarily my parents was not happy at all, obviously. But now they've seen that oh, I could make a living out of myself, could make yeah. something out of myself, and they start to open up to the idea and tell my cousins that, uh, you know what, <laughs> not everything needs to be suit and tie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might be on a chef jacket eventually. But I'm sure they're really proud of you now. I mean, you've done what you've done in you know four seasons of master chef and yeah. going back to indonesia and doing a bit but, of that as well yeah a lot of people ask me like do you do that to make your parents proud i was like no i no, no, do no. that to it's to, a byproduct isn't it I, it's a byproduct yeah. i do that to make myself happy yeah. to make myself like know that oh i haven't like f- missing out anything so yeah. the fomo is real yeah <laughs> the definitely. missing out Absolutely. is real yeah, yeah that's and for Christy, sure we'll probably we'll probably touch on this after i know we've got to go to a short break in a second mm-hmm. but yep. Um, I want I want you to think about because I'll give you a question on notice if I might mm-hmm. think about um, how we, we talk about MasterChef as a phenomena mm-hmm. and we've spoken to um, to many people who've sort of been in and out of out of that studio where you're sitting mm-hmm. um, who have have told me quite bluntly that MasterChef changed the the direction mm-hmm. of their business yeah enormously I yeah. remember talking to Ben Williamson from Jared's in mm-hmm. Brisbane he um he appeared on MasterChef and for the next six weeks he could not get a seat in his restaurant on any day of the week mm. because the, the the populace decided they wanted to go and see what the fuss was about. You know, yeah. like you, he's gorgeous to look at. Um, but I, I sort of I want to sort of touch on on this when we come back about that the phenomena of television and how it's changed the way we we sort of think about our, our, our projectile as far as career and and. The success of our business, yeah. how it can become more successful with, with the likes of MasterChef. Yeah, sure. Yep, so we'll take a break and um, hear some com- community service announcements and we'll be back shortly. Bonjour, I am Gabriel Gatte. You are listening to Cravings with Peter Dillon on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Welcome back to Cravings. It is 14 minutes past one. And um, just before we get going to uh, the answer to the question mm-hmm. Christy's going to go, we, we can, uh, if you have any questions for Christy during the, um, the broadcast today, you can SMS us on uh, 0427-569-949, or you can email us on onair at joy.org.au. And um, again, I'm in the studio here in Melbourne, Pete's on the beach in Noosa. Oh, I, and, and, um, I, I, if only you could see me, I'm so on the beach. Hey, um, people can also <laughs> tweet to our program, Cravings Joy 949, because right. I can see those tweets too. Mm-hmm. Um, Christy, before we go to that MasterChef phenomenon, there's another question I had for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we've spoken to a lot of people over the, the last couple of years who have made a move into desserts, and we've seen yeah. the likes of, uh, or the success of people like Darren Purchase, of Virgin mm-hmm. Purchase, who is wildly successful and a very good friend of our program, mm-hmm. um, Adriano Zumbo. Um, we saw the success of Reynolds, a, a, mm-hmm. a compatriot of yours from MasterChef. Mm-hmm. Um, yourself and a Polyvu. There's this sort of this big switch to to dessert being very much a, an integral component of food, and and almost in, in some senses taking over. Like we're seeing a 16 year old kid in Melbourne open a donut shop. Um, yeah. with syringes, syringes of, of you know beautiful stuff hanging out of these donuts. Um, there, there's this massive shift um, toward dessert, and for somebody who doesn't uh, really eat dessert, I wonder if you might um, explain to me how this has <laughs> happened. Well, I think it's because you know you eat with your eyes first. 
you know, and then they they go to the um, not even only here in Melbourne, but even overall when I was in France and everything, is that the people start to see dessert more and more as an art, and they try to find like you know uh, a more original and the kind of like really. Um, sort of interesting way to decorate it with edible stuff with the chocolate you know the chocolate now is like um, it's it's a really it's a medium to just not just to eat but also to decorate and you need a lot of skill to do that a lot of skill mm. definitely Ted we can, can tell you more about that one yeah. but um so it goes to become in the end also amongst us pastry chefs we we want to push ourselves to look to make things look better to make things taste better and I guess that's caught on to the to to people you know like to have something that is very instagrammable something that that they can take picture and share to people you know and having that factor of thinking how do they do this you know like how do they do this um thing that looks like rose and it's edible and it looks so real but it's made out of chocolate so that intriguing factor i think brought people up and bring the interest up to to pastry i think it's also a nice a nice fusion of the food and and the art as well i think that's a big part of the whole technical basis for it and then the art comes through and and the interpretation and the expression of the the chef as an artist in a way it's it's also getting the lines getting blurred right now from savory Mm -hmm. and dessert like i do i use a lot of items that are not necessarily common for dessert you know yeah. like avocado and things like yeah. that and, and be part of it and we're becoming a lot more experimental and people now also get more and more willing to try something new yeah you know like um and and that's why i think it's just get people to to now not just like oh this is dessert this is savory but it's basically culinary art in general for for those two aspects yeah. is how i see it yeah. and, and, and i guess we've also seen that in um over, over time, I remember when we first started putting a little bit of honey on a plate with some blue cheese. That's right. We thought we were bonkers. Yeah, love it. Because um, there's that sort of salty, then sweet. Yeah. And as it's continued, you know, the salted caramel that everybody is putting mm. onto pretty much everything. Everything. Um, mm. You know, a steak with salted caramel butter, lovely. Um, you know, people, people are going over the top with salted caramel, and I think, um, I, I'm sure it's going to be like quinoa and kale and just fade away at some point. Um, mm. But I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to, to how much you are driven by, um, dare I say, uh, fads or, or trends, particularly for the two of you with what, um, with, and Soldier Caramel is a really good example here. Yeah. Um, how, how much you're driven by trends? So if there was, if the next thing was, you know, licorice and, and, and prawn powder, um, how would you be able to integrate that into, into what you both do? I'll, I'll answer just quickly. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't because I don't yeah. like it. Like, that's the way I, I work it. If I like it, I'll do it. I mean, you mentioned salted caramel, and I think, you know, it, it's been around for a long time now um, as, as a trend. So maybe it's not a trend. I'm, I'm, I hope it stays because I like mm. it, and I'll always do it. Mm. And it's one of the biggest sellers that I have in my mm. shop um, in, ver- in its various forms. Mm. Um, but I think from my own point of view, if, if I don't personally like it, I'm not going to do it. And I also yeah. try to be more of an innovator as somebody that yeah. follows a trend too. I think it's important to try to, to do that from that perspective. Wouldn't you agree, Christine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never... Um, well, one thing, I remember a journalist asked me, like, what can what advice can I give to the young chefs nowadays? And my advice would be like, 
you try everything. Yeah. You know, like you, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you follow follow that. You know, like if there's a trend, I would like to try, but that's not necessarily my style or what I would like to do. Yeah. Um, what happened is that I know where I come from. I know what kind of flavor that goes with me. I know what I like, and when there is some kind of like new trends, I will see does it fit into what I. What my style is. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, you don't really have to force yourself just because the industry is is dictating that way. Like for example, fairy floss. You know, like yeah. right now, there's a lot of fairy floss around. It's just not in my philosophy. I don't yeah. agree with that. You know, yeah. like so, I I wouldn't have that. that you know, in nasty. my I wouldn't <laughs> have that in my yeah, in 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 my dessert. So, but a lot of people like it or like. Yeah. You know, like let's say popcorn. You know, like That's and right. put it in like a dessert. And I'm Ooh. just like, no, because popcorn's gonna get soggy. I like the taste, but I don't like to mix it with something else. Yeah. You know, so I think yeah. too the, the clever, whether it's a, a, a savory chef or a pastry chef, a mm. clever person will will recognize a trend, but then tweak it to their own yeah. style. Mm. And I think yeah. there's a little bit difference there yes. as well, yes, a point exactly. of difference. So, yeah, I think. Um, but but there's nothing worse than seeing somebody just doing something because it's. You know, it was a trend of 2017, yes. and yes. you know, just so jumping hello, on that bandwagon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, also, I, I know I asked before: was there somebody who inspired you to take the jump out of project mm. management and the world of business? Mm. So now that you're doing what you're doing, is this is is there a, a Johnny Uzzini or a Janice Wong no, or a, um, uh, you know, I was talking to with Tad, Tad. We spoke to Wiley DeFresne yes, a few weeks ago, we who was, you know, one of New York's best chefs, and he's opening a donut shop in Williamsburg in Brooklyn. Yep. Um, so, I, 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 whilst I'm, I want to move away from trend, is are there people that inspire you in some way? Not necessarily, you know, that you want to emulate or, or, or follow a career path, but. Hmm. The the, the 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 beauty of what Janice Wong does, and I, I just want to talk about the, the art on a plate for a minute. Um, her food is so beautiful to look at, um, which is, Christy, it's not unlike what you do. It's not unlike what Anna does in Sydney. Um, there is this, this sort of, it, it is art and it is edible art. Um, is, do you look to others? Do you jump on the net and sort of see what other people are doing at least? No, like, look, Janice has her own style. Mm. I have my own style. Anna mm. has her own style, you know, like we mm. all, and like I said, doesn't necessarily mean because like, oh, she's successful doing that, that I would do what she's doing. So that's first and foremost. So um, I don't. Um, but if I'm looking for like inspirations, obviously, like, you know, like any other players in different industry they have to always keep abreast of what is the trend of what is like you know what other people are doing just to know you know at, at the know um a level so uh i was trained in france right and i was basically initially trained as a restaurant chef so plated dessert and things like that so i'm very inspired by french style so yeah. having said that we're look, looking about like um Claire Zler. so for example she is this tiny little woman uh was like the head pastry chef for La Serre the, the Tri Michelin restaurant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then now she's the director of uh, creations for La Durée um she's one of the people that I really like to see what she's doing you know uh, Emmanuel Rion you know it was like one of the head pastry chef oh, for French she's awesome uh, lived in France. She's lived there for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Eddie Banganam, which is like doing now in in the uh, Versailles, you know, the the palace. Thomas, so mm. yeah, so I was actually quite a lot influenced and 
um, I'm really driven by those people in France because I'm going to say this because when I come here, it was it, it's quite a culture shock, and I also mm. have to adjust to uh, mm. of my style and trying to find a grabbing of where do I stand in this industry in Australia. Because like France people, French French people, right? Like they they will find one items, for example, let's say shoe pastry, okay, the, and the filling. They will do that and they will practice till I God knows how many times to find the best of that thing. So um, so they're quite simple items, just one item on a plate. You can have one, two, three items on a plate, but they are very structural. You know they're very structural. There's not much of deconstructed, and they are very, they're paying paying a lot of attention to technique instead yeah. of like the the plating. So, and that when I first came here and I got introduced to like the deconstructed plating, yes. I was like, what the you know? <laughs> so, um, but I got to yeah, learn. Sorry, but build it for me. That's yeah. your job. Yeah, my I, job is the eating bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm paying for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but we got to. I got to adapt. I got to learn. You know, like I got. Mm. I got to find how am I going to basically find my my standing. You know, like doing what I love and what I believe and what I train in, but still cater to the what people here are used to and interested in. And also yeah. the ingredients that are available here are, I love, are, are yeah. different than yeah. what's available in France, and um, and so you kind of have to work that into it True. too. In terms of ingredients, I love Australian ingredients. Yep. I love the native ingredients. Yeah. I think it's our job as well as chefs to introduce to the people in Australia that, hey, you know, on your backyards, in your country, that there's some amazing produce yep. that probably you could never get in any other um, countries, in another place. That's yeah. right. But even, even you know, the dairy products are different than they are in France. Yeah. The butter, the yeah. cream, you know, yeah. all that stuff. And that, that, yeah. that flows through the, the end product, obviously, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so, so you had to sort of tweak those things that you probably learned in yeah, France and, yeah. and, and to, to adjust them to our yeah. local conditions, if that's the right Yeah, And, and again, Ted, this is something that we, that we hear a lot. Yeah. Cravings will be back shortly, so don't go too far. But if you do miss anything, you'll hear it on The Cravings Podcast at joy.org.au forward slash cravings via iTunes or your favorite podcast site. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and so much more. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9 663 Visit or find them on Facebook. Hi, I'm Manny Feldel and you are with Pete Dillon on Cravings on Joy 94.9. Welcome back to Cravings. It's 28 minutes past one, still only 17 degrees in Melbourne and uh, 29 and a half yes, degrees here. We need to start changing those, um, changing those announcements. I know too, we will. It's all about Pete. We have to start to get Christy <laughs> to record one when she's finished there today. Yes, we will. Hey, um, Christy, I want to jump back to that question I put on notice before mm-hmm. um, about uh, the, the MasterChef phenomenon. I'm going to sort of, I'm going to kind of phrase it a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, are you surprised by your success from when you first created Omnom at the Adelphi and um, MasterChef came a knocking? Mm-hmm. Um, and and to where you are now with with you know Tad's introduced before all of that um, mm. that that experience and and management experience and stuff that you've had in the last few years, mm-hmm. are you surprised by your success? Is the part A of the question, and then I guess part B is how much did MasterChef help put you on the map? 
Well, um, surprised, yes, I guess. Like, you know, I never really planned to be uh, that known. You know what I mean? Like when I first got the job in Adelphi and then uh, at Omnom and, and we opened Omnom and then the producer asked me, or oh, do you want to be in one of the episodes? In my head, it was just going to be 15 minutes of fame, right? So <laughs> I just said whatever. I, need. I had a blast. So I, I was I was really enjoying the time that I did my first episode. So I was just like, had a blast. You know, I, I remember that I just said whatever I need to say. Then um, that that definitely mostly censored and I remember that George looked into the producer and went like where did you find this girl like she can <laughs> she can come back like you know like she's just fun and um so that's basically the beginning of it you know so I I didn't know that it, as I'm going to be keep called back on on every season and be known as I don't know the, the crazy woman who who put up like crazy challenges as well um but that, though, when, when they referred to you as the mean pastry i didn't agree with that for a second they were saying like no, i'm the smiling assassin or yeah, something like that. that i was laughing yeah i know but it was just sort of inaccurate i thought no but they make you go in like I know, it's it's, I know. it's a way that they we we all have our shoes to fill in we yeah. have our own character to fill in i know i know but just knowing you i know that yeah you know, we have person. our own yeah. uh, shoes to fill in but yeah. and but i do and also take um um pastry seriously so yeah. that's why uh in terms of the business i also still remember the first time that the episode was released i came to the to to work and then my head bartender carl he he told me like i had to pluck off the phone right is it like i'm sorry i i can't deal like it's <laughs> i had to pluck off the phone it just didn't stop ringing you know so mm. i was like of course it's so it's really great for the business yeah. it's really great it's really great marketing it puts us on a map it makes people think like oh who is this person? We've never seen this person. And we, uh, at that time, the concept of what we did at Omnom Dessert Bar was new. You know, it's like we, we focused just on dessert. Yeah. We had, um, we did a lot of trial and error to get the right balance between the dessert and the savory, which is like, uh, was like a tapas style. So, um, when I was when I was still there, you know, like, uh, and it it's it just put us on a map. It put like both the business and myself as professional on a map. It was, I'm forever grateful for that. Yeah, which is great. I think mm. it's um, and it, and, it, and again, it leads to um, to a future that you can pretty much write your own story to, and um, in a way, and it, and it make my story hurt. I yeah, 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 yeah. If I can help, it's exposure. Like uh, what Pete was saying, if I can help a few people yeah. to just get out there and do like you know just just give a shot for yeah. what you what you want for what you dream of, I think it's. I find that is a pretty good risk. To pretty good life yeah, living, you yeah, know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, and you've got a few things coming up um, yeah. in the works that um, I want to talk about. Um, yep. And um, yeah, some exciting things happening. Yeah. So um, starting my own business, which is great. So we're starting our own business. Yay. So hopefully, yes, finally, yes. you know, like a cue, cue, cue the applause button. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you eat ice cream, um, Pete? Um. Come you know, on. I do, and I have to make a confession that one of my favourite ice creams comes from um, a little mob in Victoria, Gundaring, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. and they make this most beautiful licorice ice cream. Ah, okay. That's on trend, isn't That's it? on trend. Yeah. Licorice is on yeah. trend. And yeah. they've, been, they've been making this for about four or five years, and at one point, I swear they're making salted licorice ice cream, mm-hmm. which just made me so happy. Yeah, so... Um, that's why I was thinking, like, okay, there's definitely uh, ice cream makes people happy. 
ice cream makes mm, people yes. like you know uh, um, if you don't like ice cream I don't trust you as a person <laughs> let's not say that you <laughs> know like it's fair enough so <laughs> if you um, don't drink I don't like it <laughs> <laughs> and so that's I have that in a pipeline so hopefully by July um, we you can hear something else for, uh, something more from me you know like uh, the shops where it is going to be yep. it's going to be accessible and well, it's sort again, of uh-huh. Christy, we're seeing, um, so Peter Pippo have done this, Messina have done mm-hmm. this. Johnny Di Francesco, who's mm. known for pizza, has now got mm. his own gelateria. Mm. Um, so is, is it along the same vein or are we getting a little more clever? Not really. So, I mean, like, okay. I'm not just doing gelateria, you know, I'm trying to make a new breed of pastry shop, mm. you know, like, so Excellent. I'm trying to make like a, uh, I love Eclair, for example. Like, I don't know why the people call me the shoe queen. Like, I love Eclair. <laughs> yeah. and, and they having... call me a shoe queen, but I think for entirely different <laughs> reasons. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I like to combine that. You know, I like to say I like things that I like to eat. You know, like, I like Eclair, I like ice cream. Like, let's, let's combine them together. I like macaroni. Okay, I like I'll ice cream. Let's combine them together. <laughs> yes, challenge. I love challenge. So, here, good. Um, a, 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 a delicious version of, you know, there's a thing called a golden gay time. They've done that. Yeah. Which should be, you yeah, know, I want you to create something <laughs> that is based on the Golden Gate time. I would, I, I would. to you. I would. Yeah. Like, I like to have those kind of flavor, you know, that is like not um, artificial. Something that yeah. you, you're yeah. using fresh produce yeah. and what you can get in Australia. Like, for example, you're talking about licorice, right? And in yeah, France, um, it's, 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 a, it's a challenge. Like, we, yeah. it's actually a real challenge that in, in one of the uh, MOF, you know, Melior of France, yep. which is the best of France, the, the competitions, they, they make them, you need to make licorice from scratch. Right. And, yeah, and, and oh. having no essence and everything, you know, like, right. try to, to do that. Wow. And uh, so this guy um, who, who won MOF, he, he said that, oh, yeah, so he took Coca Cola and he took aniseed. Yeah. And he made licorice. So I think it's like things like that. You know, it's smart where mm. you where you where you yes. actually tell like, okay, I, I'm not going to use essence. I'm not going to use premixes and yep. things like that. So I, but I want to have this flavor. So let's how we can give our customers the best flavor possible with less, you know, chemical that you can find. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ted, I think that probably brings us to the next. Almost to the, it's a nice logical segue to the next part of the program where Definitely. you wanted to reference the article in Good mm. Food yes. um, about whether menus are getting confusing. And I, it, it's, we've been sitting here this week writing a menu and trying to work out um, things that are going on to our menu here yep. in, in, mm. in our business that, um, that won't confuse 98% of the public. Yeah, I'll just read the, the quote from the actual article. Mm. Um, it, it was a, a study that was done by Galaxy Research for... Um, the online booking site Open Table, um, and it found 83% of Australians feel restaurant menus are more confusing than they need to be. Of the 1,265 respondents surveyed across Australia, 74% said they have had to ask a waiter or waitress to explain a menu item when dining at a cafe or restaurant. Um, I, personally, I don't feel that's a problem. If, if yeah. somebody's going to no, get an education, it, it, I guess it can yeah. be. If, if, if there is something on your menu that is um, the egg of a turtle dove, and right. you give it the name of a. That's right. You know, you find some weird name that existed in 1620 that used to grace the the table of King Charles the Third. There's there's going to be some questions. I, I totally agree with that, and I think, mm. and I, I guess it it also depends on the intent of that menu item as well. Is it is mm. it like, for example, the articles? You know, someone trying to be chefy for ego's sake, or mm. you know, or is it somebody trying to have an edge? Uh, because I mean. In Melbourne, because, the competition yeah. is so great. You know, a lot mm. of people try to have an edge that mm. way. Um, and um, I think 
I mean, I can see both sides of the story. Yes. Um, you know, because some of the things that you know they they'll, they'll put words on there that you you yes. literally need to you know a, a you have an to encyclopedia. Carry a dictionary, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. yeah, but I do oh, think no, the Larousse. Yeah, well, that's carry right. The Larousse in your pocket. Exactly. <laughs> but Chrissy, I, do, you, do you think it's getting getting to the point where we are? Look, I'm I'm clever. a very big advocate of educating our customers of the food of like what we're mm. using. So, on one hand, I don't like someone to drop a food like what you said to drop something on a table. It's like oh, in front of you we have a turtle eggs, um, yeah, turtle, you know the egg of turtle <laughs> yeah. doves, and we cook it at like sous vide. 58 degree and but you're not actually explaining blah, blah, blah. that I the bloody egg. exactly <laughs> so um, but as a, 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 a another hand I really encourage people to just go like oh beautiful lovely like no actually ask like oh what is this you know how do you cook it and and how did you get it you know yeah. like a lot uh, I went to dinner with Tat not a long time ago and we were talking about like heirloom let's say yes. you know like when someone dropped in front of me it's like oh, this is our heirloom tomato and I went where did you get it from and yeah. and who 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 like you know, who grew it and things like that. Like you like can't call Frank something. Frank, our supplier. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and came from the back Which of like a truck yeah, <laughs> in, in, right. in a carton yeah, box. Correct. So that's there's the heirloom. Yeah. But you can't call it heirloom without knowing actually the history of the the things. You know, so that's yeah. and and uh, that's the, one the, thing. We've got, well, there's a whole bunch of wank words, and I know they use them in business. <laughs> oh, I do. And, I'm sorry, I don't like, mean to be to be vulgar, but you know, uh, <laughs> artisanal and handcrafted and housemade. Yes. And, you know, it's 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 almost getting. To, uh, there's a, there's a, another word. There's not a French word, but um, people are becoming too verbose. Um, yes. And using four words as a descriptor where you could use one yes, word. It's, it's a beautiful tomato salad. Let the tomatoes in your mouth on your palate speak for themselves. Yeah. Mm. Don't tell me that the heirloom tomatoes that were hand harvested midnight by nubile virgins <laughs> in the back of Biragara because I don't give a shit. Really, I just want to eat the tomato salad because it looks and tastes beautiful. No, that's but right. that's you though. I, I would, like, I would give a damn, you know, like, I would actually would want to know, like, where is the... Um, some people would like to know of where, where it's from, but I mean, what I am against is just saying it, not actually understanding it. Yeah. So if that's what I'm... Yeah. yeah. So there's no purpose, you know, like like if if that tomato that's in front of you because it's getting picked at 12 midnight by a certain tribe adds the yeah. flavor to the tomato, <laughs> by all means, I would like to know. But if I it doesn't, it very much. yeah, but yes. if it doesn't, then let it go, you know, like so there's a lot of things. So it's like, uh, um, I believe like in, for example, in Natika, you know, yeah. like they, they just have like this one simple dish in front of you and they're going to, they, they know the, the history of where's the kangaroo form or like you know what is the, mm. the the herbs that we're using and everything and that's the level of education that i think is is good and i, I understand the need yeah. for the, for the explanation of provenance mm. so yeah for example these ducks are from the wimmera or yep. uh these these tomato you know these 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 quail have come from bought i get mm. that and i get pro- i think provenance and and sharing the the story of food and the provenance of food by putting, you know, up here there are Noosa red tomatoes and there's beautiful uh, pork from Gimpy. Yeah, use that. That's Mm. right. But then when you start talking about it being um, a rare breed pork that's, you know, blah, 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 it it, it becomes... I I actually think this article has totally hit the nail on the head by uh, we've got to take ourselves out of the equation because we're clever. We're chefs. We we study this. We know this language. We talk in this language Mm. to our colleagues and our mates when we go and have a beer. When our customers go and have a beer, they're talking about the scores in the football and how pissed they were last Friday night drinking this particular beer. So I I sort of we've got to meet somewhere in the middle, and I understand why 
the, the, the public, and I don't want to use the public as a disparaging term, but mm. um, our, our customers, our consumers, aren't as interested in some of these quite chefy, clever things yeah. as, as we are. But I have to, there's another perspective to yeah. that that I see on another form, okay? So, uh, um, when we're trying to be clever, sometimes yes. we don't get we don't get our message across. And and when we have like let's say desserts, because I'm desserts, right? So in one plate sometimes you have thirteen, fourteen different components, which will be fun if you're in MasterChef for a challenge. Yeah. But like on a in, in real life you're gonna be like, What did I just eat? You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of times that what did I just eat? You know, yeah. like I I it got lost. Yeah. Texture-wise, not necessarily have to be there. Like you were mentioning Janice, for example, right? So yeah. Janice is known for that. Well, like she girl has, loves an ingredient. She <laughs> has so many different things on her plate. And that's nothing, I don't have anything against that, you know, like it's just not yeah. my style. And, and because I explained just now, like my size is very French and Lizzie is just a little bit different. But I remember that she was like saying, oh, she would give, uh, one of her plate has like fruit leather. And I was right. like, oh, that's interesting. Like, you know, no, sorry, lavender leather. So right. I was like, I want to know what is this lavender leather. And it came out in front of me and it's a string. I- I'm not joking. So in like in a whole dish, that right. was like a string. That's basically like a lavender jelly that they cut really yep. thin. So and, and, and it get into my questions like, oh, how significant does this make right. my dish? Yeah. You know, so that's the complicated yeah. another perspective for me. They put throwing on, the gel. That's they're right. throwing on co- components, but yeah. how significant this will bring up my dish. If that wasn't on the dish, did it matter? Yes, exactly. And I, I think for her, for her palate, it probably would. And I think probably. if you mm. look at some of those things that, that Darren constructs, Darren purchased with mm. 14 different layers, and mm. every one yeah. of those layers works seamlessly together. Yes. Mm. Ted, I know you're telling me to shut up because we need to take a break. Yeah. Um, they <laughs> do work seamlessly up. together. <laughs> and I think if you take one component out, Darren would notice that. Kathy yes. would notice that. Yes. Um, yes. I, I might not, or the consumer might not. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's all about finding that perfect balance as yes. you're creating something. Exactly. I've missed my favourite show on joy. What do I do? What do I do? Podcasters to battle! Joy podcasters fight on tirelessly to bring you the best bits of every show. So if you've missed something recently on Joy, don't worry, our podcasters have your back. Head to joy.org.au and click on the podcast tab or look us up on iTunes. Podcasters on Joy 94.9, fighting tirelessly for your listening pleasure. Welcome back to Cravings. You are with Pete and Tad. It's a quarter to two. And uh, we have Christy Tanya in the studio with us. Before we get going, I just want to say a big thank you to Michael for helping me out with the paneling. Um, he's doing a great job. and um, he's, a good, he's a good guy. Yeah. Hey, but Tad, I've got some news for you. Oh, what? I'll be back next week to do the paneling for you. How's that sound? Really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Now, I've got, I've got to be back in Melbourne for an event on Sunday, so I'm going to make sure I'm in on Saturday. Oh. And we can play in this studio together. That's like old times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll look forward to that. Um, just before the last break, we had a bit of a heated debate, I think, um, about was the... It? Uh, the it was no, not. It was, no, it was they're not heated about no, it. They're very civilised. <laughs> you, want, you want heated? We've got 15 minutes to go, right? Yeah, yeah we do. Let's do it. Um, I'll just uh, read another bit of the, um, the, the research that, that came out of that report. Um, it said that the research also showed that 40% of Australians have felt too embarrassed to ask a waiter or waitress to explain an mm. item on the menu. Mm. Um, I don't really get that. I think, you know, if you're paying good money for something and you have a question, you should be able to answer. I know there's no stupid questions. I mean, yeah. um, but I think that's, a, that's 40%. That's pretty high. But I guess when, when, when it's being clogged with a lot of this jargon, people don't want to feel like they're ignorant, I think. Mm. No, I, the- I think it's a bit... Okay. I, I feel like this, okay? When you're paying a certain amount of money, yeah. 
right? Um, you are automatically into this league of foodie. Yes. You know, because no normal people would think like, I wouldn't pay $400 for like um, this many course meal. We would, you yeah. know, like, a, yeah. and because of that, when you do that, they, they think that, oh, I'm in this automatically welcome to this league right. of people. Right. So when, when that happened, and if they ask those questions, yeah. it makes them feel like they are stupid to ask yes. those questions and they are not worthy to be in that league. Meanwhile, I was like, not all of us know. That's right. All of those things. So, I mean, they, they're I, sort I, of scared of feeling like, you know... Um, foolish. Yeah. yeah. Stupid, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Christy, I'm going to disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't think it's about feeling stupid. I think there is... I think people are intimidated. And, you know, the, the people yeah. who are wealthy yeah. enough to go yeah. and pay four and five and six hundred... Yeah. $700 for a 14-course degustation. They want to do that because they can, I think, is, is part A of this thing. Um, yes. But... By the same token, I don't think they may be as sophisticated or as knowledgeable as we would like them to be. And it goes back to the comment I made before about, you know, we have these discussions amongst us. Yes. Because we know what, um, what these things are that we're going to find on a plate. Yeah. The, the, the consumer um, may well be able to afford, and there's a lot of people earning a lot of money, mm. um, may well be able to afford to go and have a 16-course or a 12-course degustation at dinner by Heston or Vudemond or Attica um, yeah. that we'll have to ask look I'm really sorry but I don't know what I don't know what Angelica is or I don't know what um, yeah, this true. is or that is so I think there is a sense of we we can't we can't dumb down our menus certainly not that no level, not, that not to dumb down level. the menu but I do no but I, yeah. I agree mm. with you also saying like it's quite intimidating as well for mm. them you know like the environment with yeah. like you know the, the butler next to you is probably wearing a suit that is quite more expensive than your suit you yeah. know sometimes right. it feels just quite intimidating you know too but do you know what I want to put and another I'm oh, sorry Pete sorry Ted I was just going to say I think we see it in wine as well where yeah. you go and yes, you sit down and probably more so in wine you sit down in a yes. restaurant and you think Oh my God! I don't even know what a Grunewald Lena is, or whether I should order it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and will I look like a twit if I say to my waiter, I say to my sommelier, or or the person looking after my table, look, I'm really sorry, but what's a Grunewald Lena? Yeah. yeah. They may they, they maybe something that they would recommend. You've ordered a particular dish, and they would say, you know, can we help you with the wine? There's a Grunewald Lena that would be beautiful with that, and you don't want to look at them like, uh, yeah. Do you speak yeah. German to me? Yeah. Or what? So yeah. I think it, it's very. If I said, if I asked both of you, have you drank a saparavi, and could you tell me what a saparavi is like? Yeah, yeah. but you're you know, we're going to look at me a bit odd. Yeah, but another side to it, like from my own personal perspective, mm. is that when I am going to a restaurant mm. that's you know quite well known, and, and I'm going to go to experience the chef's menu so I'm yeah. going to tr- put yeah. my trust in the chef I don't really yeah. care what the menu says ah. um, and I, as long as I don't have any allergies or anything like that it's not yeah. a worry to me so I want to go like we've done this when, when we've gone out to other restaurants yeah. Christy, and we you just like just give us that. whatever you want yeah. and, yeah, and a, we're happy that. for that that's yeah. cool. so that's I don't beating. care what it's and as, as they bring each dish this is uh, some Tasmanian scallops and yeah. we've seared them and we've sliced them like a carpaccio and we put them on a cauliflower puree congratulations they taste delicious yeah it's a discovery that I get but I think there is there is a certain part of our industry, and I, I'm not casting nasturtiums anywhere, but there is a certain <laughs> part of our industry that would love yeah. to complicate that. Yeah. To make, it, it's more yeah, about true. their ego than our own. Yes, yes. you're right. Um, first of all, and I think that's the same thing with wine. I want a, I want a waiter 
to say, you know what, we've got a Grüneveld Lena that goes with this dish. If you haven't had a Grüneveld Lena, it's from the northern part of Austria. It has, you know, some celery and white pepper characteristics, and the match would be beautiful. Yes, that's what I want to hear. But it's funny also, like I, I coming from experience, because even I'm in this industry doesn't necessarily mean mm. I know a lot of things. You know, like I, I there are a few things that you know, a so lot of learning. things that I don't know. Yeah. We're still learning. So that's the same with wine, like what you said. You know, like sometimes you know when they open the wine and they said, oh, do you want to try a sip? And I'm like, ah, well, I don't know if this is gonna be good or bad. Can you just give me a straw or something? You know, like it's. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, yeah, you will know because if it smells like old socks or rotten mushrooms. No, but what about if they said like, like this right. is how it's supposed to smell like? And you're like, okay, well, yeah. you know what? Like it doesn't, appeal, it doesn't appeal to my. No. Well, no, that's when wine should never taste like a dead mouse or old. I shoes. know. If it does. It's either cooked or it's been badly treated. Exactly. You should be able to taste grapes yeah. and grape juice. And That's whether right. it's a cherry flavor, a blackberry flavor, uh, whatever. It might but be zesty and limey. It, it's got to taste fresh in your mouth, whatever it is. Even if it's 40 years old. I had a bottle of Grange not long ago. I was at a tasting and I don't want to sound like a wanker. <laughs> but it was a 40-year-old Grange Germany from 1976. Right. And they opened it and they poured it and they asked me what I would like to taste it, like look at it. And I said, I don't even want to taste it because the color of it, it it's dead. There's no life in that <laughs> wine because it is. it seriously looks like brown water. And that's what a Grange will go like when it's done. Any of those big breads, there'll be, it won't be clear. Right. It won't be that beautiful purpley color, whichever range of purple you want to use. This looked like it was, it, it, it wasn't clear. It was a little opaque. And it was brown. Oh. I knew. I didn't even have to smell it because I looked yeah. at it and went, no. Nah. And then when I tasted it, I said to the guy, that smells like my sister's worm farm. Ah. <laughs> and so it did. So I think that's why, that's why they pour you a little taste and a smell. So even when you look at the wine first, if it's not bright and clear and, and transparent, and if it doesn't look like wine, it should look. If it looks like Nana's yeah. urine sample because she's got an infection, then <laughs> what about you know if you, what to about question if, it. If it's fine, but you just don't like the taste, well, then can you return it? You can. You if can. a familiar has brought that to the table and said, you know, we think this would go nicely, and you go, okay, give me a bash, and you, he pours it, and the colour's beautiful, and then you have a smell, and you think, mmm. And then you taste it and it's like, oh, I really don't want to drink that. I find this, a lot of the, the, the orange wines, these new sort yeah. of, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. these wines that are a little biodynamic, bloody, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> I actually find that they taste like old shoes and I don't care for them. No. This is a personal thing, but yeah. I was with somebody one night. I went to, to Bell's Chicken Shop. She said, oh my God, you have to have this Chardonnay. It is amazing. And I tasted it and I went... God, that tastes like shit. How do I explain how bad this wine is on my own palate? I'll so, tell you, I'd like to meet the person who actually associated a dead mouse flavor with the wine. Like, how, how does anyone know what dead mouse tastes like? Well, well Pete I, knows. Would, I would hit them with a, <laughs> in the back. Of, I would hit them with the back of a shovel. Okay. And it's like there, there, there's other there are other know. terms, uh, Tad, that I use yeah. with wine that I hate. Right. Oh, this has got a lovely struck match flavor about it. <laughs> there are two places you strike a match. One is when that. you've left the smell in the bathroom. <laughs> the other is when you're lighting the fire. If your wine smells that flinty, oh. 
Uh, and that sulfuric, <laughs> it's oh not God. good. The other is this has got oh, it's got, it's, it's got that lovely sort of barnyard aroma, and it's like no, no. because on the Manure? on the bottom of the barnyard you're going to find a couple of things. You're going to find rotten straw, <laughs> yeah. and you're going to find shit. Yeah. So if my wine is smelling like rotten straw and shit, get your money I back. There's a fairly significant problem with that <laughs> wine. So barnyard and struck match are up there with dead mouse. Yeah, I, I'm glad because it's just uh, yeah. ghastly. Wine should taste like wine. It should yeah, be sure. You know, one of my friends says, oh, gosh, I've always got these descriptors for wine. And it's like, that's my palate. I, I quite often will find that this, this particular white has a lovely sort of sherbet flavor to it. Because yep. that's what it does in my, on my palate. Uh, yeah. my, on your palate, that might just taste like lemon juice. Or it might just taste like some ripe grapes. That's right. So I think, and I mean, it's food is the same. We, yeah, I know we've got to go to a break. Yeah, we do have to go Food to is the same. We've got to find the same... The things that make our palates happy. Mm. That's that make, right. And there is, if there is no orgasm of the tongue, there is no point. That's right. All right, we're going to go to a quick break, and yep. we'll be back shortly. You're listening to a Joycast from GLD, TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. Welcome back to Cravings with Pete and Tad. We have um, Christy Tanya in the studio with us today, and Pete's up in Noosa. It is four minutes to two. Um, hey, Tad, have we yeah. heard from Linda yet? No, we haven't actually. Oh, Not this time. She actually hasn't emailed since you haven't been here, Pete. I don't know. Uh, well, Something's I'm going have, on. I'm have, having a stern word with yeah. her on air next week. Christy's looking like who's Linda? Linda's my mother. She yeah. usually listens oh. from New Jersey. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ted, what, yeah. do we know what we've got coming up next week? Uh, it's not 100 percent confirmed yet, so I'll I'll keep that under my hat. But as soon as okay. I do know, I will put it out on Twitter. Excellent, yeah. excellent. But something I is will coming be in up. the studio with you next week. Yes, looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. Hey, Christy, really good to talk to you, and um, continued success, my dear. I'm sure that your new ice cream venture will be magnificent. Thank you so much. It will be. And um, and also, we're going to see you at a couple of things happening up before that. You're going to be part of the, the Wicked Chocolate yes. um, celebration yes. at the Pran Market in yeah. May. So we'll see a, a bit of a preview of what you're doing, hopefully, yes. in the shop. And, yes. um, and a few, few things. things. Like, yeah. I'm going to be, like, doing a few things in Sydney as well. Yep. And, you know, and, like, and then a few things in Melbourne, too. So, like, yeah, and you'll see me somewhere on your TV sometime. Pretty time soon. Also, let us know when you're coming to Queensland. Oh, And you can course. come up and do a little thing in our, our, our little shop up here. Oh, I love yeah. to go to Noosa. Have a, we'll have a little, um, a little Christy Tanya dessert. Sure, afternoon. sure. Yeah, cool. And lock it in, I promise I won't make it complicated. <laughs> That's good because no less than 25 kitchen, there is no room for complications. <laughs> 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 yeah, one of those complicated twenty-five ing- you know, yeah, right. ingredient oh. things, and you know. like I said, if it's master chef, I can understand, you know, like to it, it's, it's, it has a challenge value, but yeah. um, yeah. but that's also another aspect of being complicated, the business value, you know, yes. like making mm-hmm. things more complicated. Is it like it's up my food cost, but it's re- and also more of like labor cost. cost. Yeah. It's more on labor cost, like your prep prep time yep. and everything so you need to as a business person um, because we're not just chef right we're also business people you have to be yeah so yes. we have to calculate is it worth it to go down that road you know like in my head of course if I throw this like I'm using Peter's uh, Pete's yeah. word here like I'm throwing a lot of wankers on it is it, is it like of course it's gonna be really cool but is it going to be like you know it's gonna be efficient I'm glad I've had an influence today yes yeah. <laughs> Good to talk to you both. Um, I'll good be to back to you. next week, Ted. Yes, you will, and I'm looking forward Thank to that. Thank you. It's, um, it's going to be a good to time. Good to talk to you, Christy. See you soon, Pete. 
You and will when you come to Noosa. Of yes. course, I will. In my shop. Now I got yeah. that official invitations. I will. Yeah, beautiful. She <laughs> might bring her bags and stay. You never, you never know. You be careful. Well, if you, there's plenty of room in our house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, like I said, there's a lot of a lot of exciting things happening mm. for you coming up mm. in the future, and mm. um, it's um, it's kind of nice to be at this point of it. While it's probably a little bit scary for you, it's um, it at is, the same it time. Is ride it because you know once you get that shop open it's but it's you know crazy. like i said like it's funny because when i was doing when i was young when i was younger and i have to jump everything you know it's yep. uh scary now it's scary number two so yeah. it's okay that's all good. if i Embrace could do it, it back then i could Embrace do it now this <laughs> absolutely feel the fear and do it anyway as they yeah. say mm, um indeed. but um yeah well thank you for um joining us in the studio today christy thank and pete you. thank you for joining Thanks us for having Lisa. me oh. it's been a blast michael Pleasure. thank you for your help on the panel i really appreciate that and um you know, uh, coming up next is the escape pod, and um, there's going to be a lot of discussion happening on a few different topics happening there, and uh, it's um, it's going to be great. So have a great day, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to another Cravings podcast with Pete Dillon, online at joy.org.au forward slash cravings, and live Saturdays from 1pm on Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Exploring all that's finest in food and beverage across Melbourne and Victoria. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and so much more. Dine in and enjoy the authentic sights and sounds of Ligon Street. Or order takeaway now via Deliveroo, Uber Eats or Fedora. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9663 6102. Visit lasspaghettata.com.au or find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.